It is 10 minutes after 10 o'clock. This is the Monday edition of The Talking Point. Thank you so much for staying with us. If you've just joined us, welcome to the show. You're in for a treat this particular hour. It's an important conversation. We, we've been touting this conversation for the last, what, two weeks or so now. We've been having it on the cards, and I've really been looking forward to it. Uh, Mbuso Kozas in Johannesburg is going to be doing another Isandlwana lecture, memorial lecture, uh, with the Ichatuli Africa uh, cast, and they'll be doing a lecture and a musical on the Battle of Isandlwana at the State Theatre in Pretoria. So I'll tell you details about how you can make it out there if, you, if you're interested in attending. But today is just about looking back at that history. Um, once again, remembering what was important about it, remembering the victory that came out of it and how that shaped uh, our polity there on going forward. And importantly, then also talk about what's the best way to sort of memorialize, document these pieces of history in ways that it continues to serve an educative function um, for many, they may see an, an infotainment function uh, because it's valuable information, but it can be packaged in, in entertaining ways uh, that aren't uh, robotic, that aren't mechanical, that aren't like you're studying grudging, begrudgingly, you're studying history you have no interest in. It may just well be entertaining. Uh, and this is what theater is for, and this is what uh, the beauty of storytelling uh, can be. Uh, Mbuzokoza is not here alone. Of course, he is a South African-born, award-winning, uh, South African-born, award-winning vocalist, songwriter, musician, historian, and he, uh, heritage enthusiast. He's also joined by Ane, uh, Anela Nguenya, who's a cast member of Ijaduli Africa. Musa, thank you so much for coming. Good morning. Thank you so much for How having are you, sir? me. Um, I'm kicking, actually. You are well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very good. And thank you so much for having me and to the listeners. Good to have you here. Good to have you here, yeah. sir. Uh, Anela, good morning. Yes, good morning. And good morning to SAFM listeners. Thank you for having us this morning. Are you energized? I am. I am. We're very excited for this production. How are rehearsals going? <coughs> Quite intense, but all equally um, amazing. We look forward to presenting this uh, seventh edition, actually, this time mm -hmm. around. So we decided to switch things up a bit and throw in a bit of a musical in there for, for our audience, who's been very supportive over the years, um, from the very beginning up until now. So we're quite excited. Who's Rehearsals directing? Sifiso Matibela, also a cast member, um, alongside with Mbuso Koza, being the producer of the production. So within the cast, we have many people with uh, various talents with, uh, within the theatre space. So we're utilising all of that. And also, each Adul Africa being part of the Mbuso Koza Institute, we pride ourselves in, in teaching mm. the youth, so empowering our own first and then going out into the sure. world. Yes. The music, um, a, a lot of it will be, I guess, the the songs sung by um, the regiment uh, at the battle yes. line. Definitely, because that's where that's the core of the story. That's the core of the musical or, or the lecture. It's the music, the events that took place, and then it was documented through music, through Isaac, I praise um, war cries actually. Mm. So the music is being the core. The music on its own tells the story. Mm. So now we're reenacting that and creating. How, how important is, because you could just go to a lecture and just listen to someone speak about it, right? And yes. Okay, and then you move on with your life. How important is it to hear the music, the war cries, along with the, the historical account? Well, there's lectures and then there's us yeah so there's a huge difference um with regards to that but the important part is getting to you one can read a book right but now understanding the music the sound 
the, the emotions that were there when everything took place and when mm. the battle took place. We are literally just taking you there through music, through dance. Mm. We're putting you right there at the Battle of Isandlwana when it actually took place between the British and the, and the English regiments. Mm. So it is important for you, to, for you to understand what we're doing. You have to understand the music. You have to hear the sound, the war cries in, in us reenacting all yeah, of it. Yeah, how big is this cost? 20, 21 piece cast member. Oh, wow. 22, including Umkatin. So the, the work that we've been doing in preparing for this has been really incredible. And we can't wait for people to, to see this because the past six years, it's just been lectures mm. and a bit of music. But this time around, being the seventh edition, we decided to, 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 to add a few things and literally transport people, travel in time and take you to the battle in 1879. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want us to talk a little bit about what that choreography looks like, what the scripting looks like, because that's that's equally as important as part mm. of the directing. But I want us to build context to this first yes. uh, before we, we, we get there. Um, I want to I go to a very specific part, which obviously <coughs> will be a part of this, yeah. right? Uh, and, and, and I want you to, to tell us the story from there going on forward and the significance of that moment. Yeah. The ultimatum. Yes. There's an actual tree, the yes. tree of the ultimator. Yes, yes in the north uh, of KZN, uh, um, around uh, Utugela River. There's, yes. a, there's a fence around it. Who put up that fence? Uh, I, mean, it, I mean, the, the, the Amafa Institute, uh, in, I mean, the, the, it's an institute that is safeguarding our heritage mm, mm. for years now. So they are an agency of arts and culture. <coughs> but this battle uh, took place in 1879 um, during the times of Ulukuzana, Queen Victoria. Um, they say, because in in the Cape Town there was already what you call the the the, the what the Cape Colony by about thirty fellows, Shepstein, Nabom, Set Set Deben, and so now Set D Eben actually when they moved to uh, the Zululand, so if you cross the Utuwela River moving to I mean southwards, that was the Republic of Natal, and this is why you have what you call Shepstein. Because of the, those guys, mm. so now when you move towards the the, 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 the north of KZN, you have what you call Zululand. Because if you check the history, uh, I, it's important for me to give this background before I get to the battle. Because if you check the history, Ulumguni the first is a father to Ulufeni on the Zulu dynasty. Yeah, Ulufeni is the father to Kumetu. Kumetu is the father to Umguni the second. So Umguni the second is the father to Uluzman and Luzmane Malandela. Is the father to Ukwabe and Uzul. That's how things began. And this is why we have what you call Zululand. Mm. So when they came, they <coughs> said they want King Kwejwayo uh, to disband uh, the Zulu armies. Uh, Who's so, they when they came? Who's they? Said they for Shepstein, Sir Henry Bartlefrey, Lord Danford, basically Lord Chamsword. Lord Chamsword used to be called a Greek besieger. But they gave him this uh, name when he right. came to South Africa. On whose instruction were they acting? Uh, they were acting on the Queen's instruction, but the instructor here, who was a commissioner, was Sir Henry Bartlefrey. They came and, and, and they wanted a trial to... To dis disband armies uh, so that the, 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 the gospel of the Lord is preached freely in the land. And if your woman was in a polygamous marriage, they had to be sent back home and then you have to be left with one because mm. we are now turned into a Christian nation. So it, 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 there was an incident, because uh, there was a trusted man uh, by the name of Usihayo. He had a son, Meshlogazu. Two of his wives were tea girls for the English statesman. 
So before the, the ultimatum. Now what happened? This guy got angry and then he killed all of these. Uh, he was an army general, right? He was leading Amabutu. Yes, he was one of the trusted mm. uh, members. So now when they came. So the, the woman yes. he killed was, was in relation to him. Who was she? He was a mother to him. So he killed his mom? Yes, two of them. Because she worked for the British? Yes, and it was suspected that she was dating one of the English statesmen. So <clears throat> they assumed she was leaking information or they just hated the fact that... No, no, no. I mean, there, I mean, there were Zulus already who were, on the, who were fighting on the English side. So, I mean, gossip, you know, they say as loud as Abamazor. You know. So, you know, after killing, of course, he tied that woman and then he began to ride the horse and that's how he killed uh, the My woman. My goodness. So now, the, the, the English uh, uh, statesmen, uh, uh, they came to meet with the king and the Amabut, so under the tree. So now they came and say, we want you to disband the, uh, the armies. We want you to allow us to preach the gospel of the Lord freely. We, we want you to stop uh, 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 these uh, battle, I mean, tribal wars and all of that. And then we want you to, ki- to give us Umeshawazul so that we uh, punish him according to the, the jurisdiction of the English uh, government. That's where the problem began. Want us to take a quick break? Give yes. us a call. 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. Let's take a break. SFM Talking Point. Commemorating the Battle of Isandrana at the State Theatre. And we're listening to a little bit of that history and how it translates uh, into onto the stage uh, in conversation at this hour with Mbuso Koza, uh, who is a South African-born award-winning vocalist, songwriter, musician, and historian. Also in conversation with Anela Nguenya, who's one of the cast members of Ijatuli Africa. So we were at the tree now, and and, and the British yes. are they they, they 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 conveying this this ultimatum arrogantly. So at what point? And what, what's the child's reaction in that moment? He was always, uh, I mean, of the idea that things should be done through the negotiation processes, not the battlefield. He was a diplomat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he was one of a kind. He used to be friends with King Sikukun. He used to uh, bring gold as gifts to King Sikukun. Oh, wow. Just as tribalism has really messed us up. We don't know these histories. Mm, yeah. Mm. So when they got there, I mean, so now the the, the, the ultimatum, uh, I mean, continued. And then he said, but can I come I mean, into your country and ask you to disband your regiments? Because you came with the 24th regiments of the Queen here. And then they said, let's go to the battlefield then. And then there, there was another <clears throat> a, a alternative. They said, because uh, King Shaga used to have more than 2,000 or more than 5,000 um those were white uh, in color. They were used to be breeded by Unozinja. Unozinja Zung was a, a, a queen of uh, uh, Malandel. So now King Kujo said, no, let us pay these cows so that you know we don't have to go to the battlefield. And then... So, so yes. That's why I wanted to avert a, the battle, the yes. war. By giving cows, yes, as what the, as a as a peace offering. It's be, no, it's because that's what they demanded. They they've already no I mean uh, I mean studied us what is important to us, which yeah. was cows and the land. So now what happened? King just said no. Amapeshu meaning we have no choice. 
just take these cows in sizo kutuwa zati ihama peshe changanye but ha uta sita sita gazizi I mean the actual eyes turned red to the regiments they took these cows on the on their way to meeting uh, the British they said we would rather take these cows into our stomachs and take their skins back to the king <laughs> <laughs> they killed all of these cows. How many cows are we talking about here? Um, and they took about 600, but not to say they killed all of them. But wow. I mean, you imagine 20,000 warriors, mm, you mm. know, being angry and having a unity of peoples. So they came back to the king and said, we couldn't. Who was leading them on this excursion? Uh, it was Nchingwayoga Mahole, uh, who is my, uh, my, my ancestor. His tombstone is at home. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, uh, but the, under the leadership of Umnyamana Gangangelel, Umnyamana is a Umtlambesngati Ukoko to Prince Mangosutu Tellers because Prince Mangosutu is the son of Matole. Matole is the son of Mkandumba. Mkandumba is the son of Umnyamana. Umnyamana is the son of Umnyamana. This is why he is a prime minister today. Ah, okay. Yes. So, so, so they stop. They're like, no, we can't. We can't. Yeah. They, they, I think they were not even promised tenders at those times. I think the only <laughs> thing they wanted was to protect the future right. of their kids. So they did take then the cows back, and some of the cows they ate, and they yes. took the skin skin hide back. Yes. How how does the trial respond in that moment? Because he gave them an instruction, and yes. and they disobeyed his instruction effectively. It, I mean, history reveals that uh, regiments would walk barefooted uh, from Eshawa to Ondini, others from Inkandla to Ondini, walking barefooted to all yeah, meetings. I, 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 geographically, I don't know Kezaren that well. Give us a uh, perspective of distance. Okay, let's say when you are, you are driving from a, a, a city of Eteguin, it's like two hours to Eshawa. From okay. Eshawa to Ondini, it's like another two hours you see, mm. now imagine walking. Mm. How long was what, what would that take? About six days. Yes, and then what would happen? About Sethi Flashepstein prided themselves in knowing more than four African languages, and Sethi Flashepstein studied Unicolia Machiavelli because he says, "Behave like everyone else and think like yourself." So they came whilst the, the, the regiments were walking to hold these imbis or to Ondin, uh, preparing for the battle. What would happen? They would come and say, how oh, so a mama? They're coming with some biscuits, with some clothes. Mm. And then what would happen? Uh, uh, and then what would happen? And then what would happen? You can take it. And then you can come to the missionary house if you want more. You know, and now <laughs> when these guys, these guys were coming back to their homes after holding these meetings, and they've been using intelligence, they are so angry. Now they, oh mama, they are told not to be part of the preparation of Mgombo if there's a, a Msebe in the car. Mm. And then these guys got angry because in the in the in the olden days in the Nguni household. Uh, a Zulu traditional pium komboti was not even something occasionally. It was part of food. This is why mm. you wouldn't see a drunk old man because it was part of food. They understood that it was part of food. Mm. Now they were told not to prepare this. And then women abuse began. They were beaten up. And these women, they had to run to where? To these missionary houses. Mm. So, yes. So, at this point, the British are trying to inculcate 
the imperial hetero Christian identity yes. into into in, into the Zulus at that point in, in in history, and there's a resistance against that, of course. Mm, mm, mm. At what point do Zulu people go to church? Uh, it was after the battle because they went to the battle uh, on the twenty second of of what uh, January. They fought, and this the British uh, army were I mean they they were conquered. Three weeks later, the letters got to uh, England. The Queen was irritated, wanting to see this person who killed his people, her people, and King Kichwayo also was also as keen. <laughs> to meet her, <laughs> you know, so, so that was in 1882. Yeah, where uh, uh, in England. So what happened in July on the 4th of July because the battle fought on the 22nd of July of January. It ended on the 4th of of of, of July. So what happened was on the 23rd, the Zulus were told by King Kichwayo, "Now that you have conquered these people, we have their flag." Don't follow them. Don't cross them. Yeah, so I was river. about to ask, why, why, in his right mind, why did Kachwaya think it's a good idea to go to London? Uh, so I'll tell you after this. So now the Zulus followed. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, let's take a break there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, because there, there seems to be a lot packed into, into the decision around that trip. Yeah. Give us a call, 86 I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 uh, And you can also send us WhatsApp voice notes on that line. Tweet me, it is at Oliver underscore speaking. That is on Twitter. <clears throat> and you can also find me on Facebook. It is Oliver Dixon over there. In conversation with Mbuso Koza. Uh, who is the director, I was told, by Anel uh, of, of <laughs> Ichatuli Africa. She's one of the cast members. Uh, we're going to be talking about how that piece of the history reflects in the play itself in a very short while. Um, and we're also going to be talking about other elements that makes up uh, and uh, that is a part of this musical. And I really, really want to be you to be a part of it. The Battle of Isandrana is an interesting and important part of our history. Um, it sounds like a really interesting story. It's it's almost hard to believe that really did happen the way it did happen. Um, and perhaps you're learning as much as I am at this moment. It's half past 10. Luanda Maume has your headlines. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. You are listening to The Talking Point. We are discussing the Battle of Isandrana. Uh, it's going to be in the State Theatre very, very soon in a very important production. But right now we're talking about what actually happened at the Battle of Isandrana. And we are at the part of the history that's before the battle at this moment. So so at this point, there are conversations to dissuade uh, King Kuchaya to go to, to, this, to, to London. This is after the battle. The Battle of uh, Ondin on the 4th of July. Because on the 23rd, there were, the Zulus were killed, I think more than 3,000 Zulus, because they followed I mean, the, 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 the British into their camps. So now, they went back, there was a discussion in the parliament, and trying to check, I mean, because they, they have studied before they came to us, they studied the art of war, and the art of war says... They being the British. Yeah, yes, they studied the art of war, uh, which was written more than 2,000 years ago, written by Sun Tzu also read Nicola Machiavelli 500 years ago, who was a, a, a diplomat. So now they came here well prepared. 
even with the weaponry, they were so advanced because there was a gun that they used to have in England uh, called Martin Henry. Martin Henry was taken into, into East Switzerland. A, a, a technician was called uh, Frederick von Martin. This is why it's called Martin. Mm. Then he worked on a barrel so that, because you, olden guns you, used to over smoke. So now, and then he was taken to Henry of Scotland. This is why it was called uh, Martin Henry, two masterminds. Mm. If you go to the Zong Museum, there is a human soul built around the Battle of Sandland, uh, demonstrating that the power of the gun after it was modified in 1861, uh, it could kill more than uh, five people at once. So they came prepared. So now they came with an army that conquered India, and the India is 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 a high I mean, I mean a number of population Same than regiments. us. Uh, now I'm saying coming to us now on the fourth of July, mm. they were attacking the palace called Ondin, and then they burned Ondin down. This is why people today say geographically just place that for us. Ondin is in the north of KZN, okay. but it's known as Ulundi, but. Oh, the correct okay. word, it's Ondin. Oh, it's Ondin. Yes. Which became Ulu. <laughs> yes, later. Okay. And then they burned it down. Um, there was a, 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 a one of the queens who had some secrets uh, of, of the of the Zulu royal household. And then they went after her. That secret is called in Atagazul. Uh, and then that woman took a knife and he killed herself in front of them. I would rather kill myself than giving these secrets. Then they took uh, King Kajwayo. Uh, to uh, 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 the ship. Uh, this ship is in Richards Bay in a place called Sikawini, formerly known as Sikalin. So they, they tried to start the ship going to meet the queen. It couldn't start. And then King Kajol said, it's because I did not report to my ancestors at home. They walked back with, I mean, they drove back with this Yingolales, uh, Makali, uh, Shakdala, going back to Ondi. And then they, they, they ridiculed him and then, who are you going to talk to because there's no one there and your palace is, is, is uh, burned down. They say, he said, and then he went back and then he burned him inside the crawl and then he spoke to them. They went back uh, to the ship and then it was able to start and then they went to uh, Cape, uh, Cape Town where he was exiled for a few, few uh, I think few months good, what you call good hope and then yeah. later he went to meet the king in England oh my goodness Anela how, how is this chronology this part of the history how is it portrayed in the play um, through dance there is well previously like I said um, it would be in the narration and then you have the music and dance mm. um, later on but now, from beginning till the very end, we are portraying that. So we're so bringing it's is, yes. Throughout. So we are bringing the Battle of Isandlana to the stage, in a different way, where you would find the lectures um, in between the production. So through dance, there's choreography, there's um, everything, the movement, mm. the battle on stage. Is is, is is the moment of the ultimatum and the excursion thereafter? Is it a part of? Yes, it definitely is because that's the call. You one needs to understand. The reasons that led to the battle, the things that were said, um, the seven senseless demands that were made by the English re uh, regiments, and the reaction of now the king and the regiments and the nation at large. So what happens? That, what happens on stage at that moment? 
Well, one would have to come to the stage. Yeah, give us a sneak peek. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't really go much into detail because we want people to actually come and view this. Mm. This is not just... Um, yes, the battle was fought between the Zulus and the English, but this is a story of all Africans. Mm. So we invite everybody to come through, whether you're Kosa, Tswana, Vavenda. Mm. We need for you to come and see this so that we see where we went wrong, what we lost at, the, at that time, and then how do we take that and maneuver into this day um, to this life and day mm. in, in this I, I would imagine the actual battle having mm. been very difficult to choreograph uh, must have been a, quite a bit of rehearsal it was it is but then we we have found creative ways of of enforcing and putting all of that you'd see the british marching in yeah. actual british regalia you would actually see, see uh, there's a scene with queen victoria and the king meeting. who's playing queen victoria Ah, one of the vocalists she's a brilliant vocalist and she's now portraying um, Queen Victoria so you would see the regiments the ultimatum tree everything that took place that Mm. we have heard of historically is now being portrayed on stage Mm. yes just randomly who who did the set design well we have a production team within the company with um, Katini's leadership um, with his history and knowledge so we had to do research so that we make sure that whatever mm, we portray on mm. stage is actually accurate and true the dress code sure. the way uh, the songs Amahobo that were sung they must be precisely of that time I cannot have yeah. um, King Zolitini's Ihubo being sung because he wasn't there in 1879 right, so right. from King to King Bande going back to King Tingani all those Amahobo to King Shaga being the founder Mm. of this nation so we have to go back in time yeah. to, to to that la- language throughout history has been different right and dialectically changes over yeah. time and, and 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 you know some people that, what i found with like zulu people there's always a dispute about certain pronunciations of certain words oh, yeah, yeah 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 depending on where in case you're from you may <laughs> say it this way, yeah, yes. way. How, how do you capture the historically the dialect you know, it's just to touch on that, I mean, the linguistic segments, there is a challenge with that because you have people who moved here with Soshangan in, let's say, in 1820, mm. 1820, uh, and then when he got to a uh, today it's called Bilabil, he fought with some of Amangun, such as Uzwangenda. Uzwangenda fled to Uizambi, and then Uzwangenda remained, I think, in Mozambique, and then he mm. conquered nations there, and he said, I, I thank my ancestor, Ukasomkul Kwapumikaza, he mispronunciation Gakas. And now, Gunabantu, who were Amanguni, who moved here in 1820 to Izambia, today they are calling themselves Amangoni. Yes. And people who were causers today, they are causers. Across, across Zambia, Malawi, yes, yes, parts yes, of yes. Kenya as well. Those are the people who left with Uso Shangane and then later they were led by Uzwangendaba. So what I'm saying is, there is always an etymological uh, history mm. of the word. Sure. And a semantic applicability of the word. And also a morphological aspect of the word. Meaning, language does not uh, develop from ethnicity, but it develops from migrating you get inspired by hearing other people and it gets I mean it, it inspires you to pronounce differently mm-hmm. like who cause today some of them who are in Zambia they're calling themselves Kosas but oh. it's the same thing it, uh. the semantic applicability of the word has not changed but it's just a morphological behavior yes yes the etymology is all the same yes yes uh, Victorian English also was very different yes yes uh, yes that too had its own 
history and and its moment. Even 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 the way they spoke, uh, you look at the uh, the King James version. You go back before King James, oh thee thine the you know those. <laughs> of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this lecture it will be taking place uh, at State Theatre this uh, weekend, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday we're starting at three p.m. Friday yeah. and Saturday we're starting at eight p.m. Yeah, there's a lot more I want to get into. Let's yes. we're going to take a quick break. Give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. We're in Parktown, Steve in Deepcliff, Shake in Durban. I see you guys coming to you very shortly. SAFM leading the conversation. Oliver Dixon on SAFM. Yeah, we continue the show. We're taking some of your calls this hour. I'm going to just ask my guest if you can just put on the headphones so you can hear uh, the callers. Uh, let's go to Vujiswa in Parktown. You've been holding on for quite a while. I'm so sorry, but good morning. Not a problem. I, I'm, I'm actually... Uh, uh, it's interesting to listen to Kutumbuso, you know. Uh, this is an amazing history. And uh, for me, I'm, my agenda is Umalandela. I trust my attention to Umalandela and uh, thanks for, for, for doing this great job because mm-hmm. we need to teach generations to come, even those who, who, who are present right now, whom we are going to leave behind, the true history of where it all uh, emanates from. Mm-hmm. Because as our ancestors used to say, mm-hmm. we come up north from Kermit. It's all, started, it's all began in Kermit, with, uh, where the, the greatest history is. And for me, you know, having uh, been rescued as a church, when I was in London, uh, in the House of Commons, where you find most of the history about and all our kings and our queens, you know, I was shocked to discover things that uh, students are not taught at school here. Mm. But it is, it, it is there in England, it is there in the European Museum. We need to, to, to repossess all those stuff because they, they are hiding it for our people. Mm. And uh, that made me, when I relocated back home, the first place I passed before I went to the Eastern Cape, I had to go to Emma Kinga Chetua, you know, and all that place, Kandra, uh, you, you know, because I had this thing, you know, I was very blessed to know exactly what really happened. So, Putumbuso, thanks so much, and uh, I, I really yeah. think I'll attend. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you so much quite an interesting one. Thank you so yeah. much for that call, uh, Mamvuyus. I really do appreciate it. Steve in Deepcliff, good morning. Hi, good morning, Oliver, and good morning to your guests. Oliver, a little detail, you know, that I find quite interesting, and I rarely, you know, get a situation where it is explored in South Africa. That has to do with the war. You know, on the 31st of May, going into the 1st of June, you have a situation that actually you know, reverberated across France and Britain. And this had to do with the death of Louis Bonaparte, you know, who was part of the British infantry. The interesting thing is that uh, the officer who was in charge of him was actually caught martial. And this led to a great furore, you know, in the media in Britain. And after some time, he was actually let free. I was wondering whether this detail cannot be captured in a drama like this mm, or mm. whether it is actually being alluded to. Mm. Beautiful question, Steve. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Sheikh in Durban. Good morning. Uh, Sheikh in Durban. Oh, Sheikh. Switch off the radio. Uh, Oliver. There we go. I've been listening to the gentleman regarding this uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. I would love for the youngsters of today, especially the black guys, 
the Zulus to watch this and, 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 and take in their history because many of them don't know the history. They're going too much towards the West. And uh, coming back to uh, Dunford, uh, there is a place, uh, it's called Fort Dunford, when you get off the N2 and going down towards Mendini. There's a road there showing Fort Danford, and on the right-hand side, you see a lot of graves, a mass grave there. And uh, that, that gentleman, uh, he was talking about uh, uh, D. Urban. Uh, uh. D. Urban was named after him, Sir Benjamin D. Urban, that's what they used to call him. And Sikeleni uh, used to be Iskoweni before. Now, after the uh, uh, the new government, it's, been, it's come back to Iskeleni. Uh, it's all in the northern side, uh, you know, you're going towards the north coast of uh, Devon now. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, congratulations to that gentleman there. And I hope he gets the other one like the Battle of Black River, where uh, Dingan was involved with the, mm. uh, what you call, uh, and then you must also get the one made up where the, the Anglo-Boer War, where the, uh, the Boers fought against the British. Thank well, you so much. Thank you so much for that, Sheikh. Really, really do appreciate mm -hmm. it. Um, just a, on on the battle itself, uh, yes. Shaka making a modification to to the weaponry of of, of yes. Zulu regiments yes. somewhere in the was it eighteen twenties, eighteen thirties. Yes. And that modification back then, which was 50, 60 years earlier, played an important role in them winning. Isandrana. Yes. What was those modifications? Uh, because in the olden days, they used to have long spears and they would throw them exactly how you use an arrow in a bow. Sure. So now King Shaka said, but now after throwing, because they would come, one would have like 10 each, uh, making an example. Yeah. So you know that when you're throwing these, you still have more. But he says, but what if you run out of your spears? You know, learn to, you know, measure your enemy. Measures as many times and cut only once. And now he came up with a, a short spear, I think. Now it means you need to come with your cowhide sh a shield and then you pave away the enemy and then you stab it. You know, so uh, he came up with that. And also he came up with a lot of things like uh, a family entitlement. He would choose you to become part of his uh, richmond because he have maybe had a lot of things mm. about you, you know, in the battlefield. So today you look at Ubukosi, Ubukosi, it's, it's no longer something where someone has to, have to prove themselves in the mm. community, you know. So it, it goes with a, 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 an, well, an airship kind of. 20,000 uh, deep, you know, that's, yes. that's, that's, a big, that's a big army. Yes. How, how do they celebrate the victory? Um, they say uh, after the battle, you know, they were walking. There was no time to celebrate, actually. The only time they were celebrating, they, they had to hoist that um, flag uh, and then took it to the king. Mm. But they, they, they were using songs, and it's amazing how what, they were using Yeah, what was the song of the moment? What was the chant of the moment that, that, that kept them there? When they were moving from I mean, Undi to uh, uh, Sandra, they were walking. You know, even when you're sitting here, when you're walk, looking over there, you can't see. So it's like it's it's smoky. Mm. So they said, Kwantu te shungale, soge swashi samangwe, but yeah, but igushum lampis. They were walking barefooted. So when 
the, I mean, after they fought the battle, what happened? Others felt like they were dreaming after the battle. They were looking black and white lying on top of the mountain, black and white horses lying on top of the mountain. Others said, well, we are fighting a battle of the zebras. I'm a dobe sandwan. And then one of, they say, Unching Wayokosa said, but as they were walking back after the battle, they, they, they composed a song. And it's interesting that these songs, some of them were not like a standard song yeah. for the Zulu Nation. <laughs> they would compose songs on, the, on spot. the spot. And you ask yourself how these people would know how to respond and harmonize that. Mm. For instance, as they were walking, they, 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 were, they were so angry. You know, others say, we wish we could go back to the battlefield now. And they said, Ukajwayo to us is like is like a man of war. He's like a god. All we are hearing is Then they said, Is he Composed on the spot. My goodness. Because they saw, when they said, when I went, they were saying, you, King Kachua, you are the man of war. And they said, Imkondo, Imkondo, when I went to Venom, and they were saying, spears, give us spears. You are of the power of the elephant. Because in the Zulu nation or Amangun, when they are naming kings, when they say this one is Ngonyam, they are referring to the animal kingdom because uh. the Ipubes is the one that conquers all, but it doesn't conquer an elephant. So they would say, so you are of the power of the elephant. Mm, mm. No one can really conquer mm. you. Godfrey in Pulukwane, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, so go ahead. I'm very happy to have this conversation and it teaches a lot. You know, I don't know if it's possible, Oliver, but maybe they can say uh, African teach African compulsory from the gra- grassroots. And if we can have a uh, African history, that compulsory, <coughs> our kids will know where we come from, who we are. Automatically, as a, as a whole Africa, we understand and love each other. We'll do away with this thing, uh, foreigner, whoever, because we are not doing African history as a compulsory from the grassroots. Mm-hmm. So some of us are starting to wake up our, in our 40s. Uh, this is who we are. And mm. play, you can't come to ask yourself, why didn't I learn this thing when I was young so that I can know where do I come from? Who am I? Some of us, we have a non-vela, but you don't even know who the non-vela where they come from, where's the generation, our bloodline, it reaches up to where? Mm. You only find out the non-vela, the, the bloodline, it reaches to DRC. You don't even know. Yeah, absolutely. Godfrey, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Morning, morning, Oliver. I think you're having a great man there. To telling us about the 
our history. I would also would like to say, can you please also dig deep on our Kosa history? Because I've just read now that the the the, the archives of, of 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 the of our handlers, they still have a, a, a like the history of pictures of of, of women queens that were, were were arrested and all those things. But you can you can, you can also follow up on that one. Mm. That'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Love the show. Tyler from Miss London. Good morning, Oliver. This is such an interesting story and program. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I love the singing and the history of it. And I, I wish that you could do more programs like this, histories and battles of other tribes as well. Thank you very much, Kathy from Johannesburg. Thank you so much for that, Kathy. Really do appreciate it. This is long after the fact, but I'm very curious. What happens when Kachaya gets to London? <laughs> you know, history reveals um, that uh, when he got there, normally uh, kings, Africans, I mean, African kings were taken there. They, it's either they would be guillotined or uh, turned mm. into slaves, as, as you can see. Some of their team players, they are black. So uh, they firstly took him to a a lion, and they said bowed before him. And then later they came to him and said, now the queen wants to see you. So you know the, 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 the mindset of that time and the culture said, Oh, Nipeto Zink Etilapa, Tina Sazu, Utamakoskas, Ali, Mimaka, Ninengosi, and Kumfaz Lapa. And then he came, the, the queen came, and then the, the, the I mean, because he wanted to plead uh, for his kingdom to be restored, plead for his people. Why did he have to do that when he just won the war? It was not going to be easier because, you know, these people, they already have structures, yeah, education system. Mm. They have churches. So all their cultures are being, uh, you know, taught in all the mediums. Mm. So now King Joy had to go there and say, no, 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 no. no. We need to talk and have a way. This is why in 1873, when he became a king, uh, he went into Espain as a king and then also was coronated by the the, the, the government that was there, which was the British government. Later, King... Um, it was a similar thing. Mm. Yes. Morning, Oliver, and good morning to your guests. Um, Oliver, do you mind, kindly um, ask you, you the, the gentleman there, how accurate is the story of the the Battle of Bloody River? Because that, to me, sounds more like a, um, his story than it is history. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, three thousand Zulus were killed that day. And yeah. three of the border was was injured. None was killed. No, man, I, I, that's that's hogwash to me. I don't believe that. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'll listen. Thank you. But Mbosa? Yes. How accurate? It's not accurate. And to even to call it Blood River, it's not accurate. Because what happened, you know, you need to ask yourself, who bleeds more between the one who was stabbed and the one who was shot? Is mm. the one who was stabbed. Mm. So who were, who, who were stabbers in that battle in 1838? It was us. Yeah. But again... How they 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 got hurt, Amazul. They created a chain, so they held each 
other's hand because the river was too full. Mm. And then they tried to cross and then they were stepped by their own spears because the river was too ah, hostile. Yeah, yeah. And then rocking, the yeah. Africaners, they, they could just come on top of the river and shoot them while mm. they are trying to cross. It's on this Friday, this Saturday, this Sunday. Where are tickets available? They are available at web, via web ticket. Uh, if you are around a state theater, you can just go to their box office. Look for Isan Luanas, a lecture by Mbuso Koza, each Adler Africa. How much are tickets? Uh, it's between one, 100 and 150. It's too cheap. One one production a day? Uh, it's one production a day. What time? Uh, 8 p.m. on Friday, 8 p.m. on sa- Saturday, 3 p.m. on Sunday. There you have it. State theater. What was, what was the war cry on, 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 the, on the way to war that, that, that rallied them? And it's onomastical because when they say those were Mlifes and Amazulu who were fighting on the side of the English. Ah. around the river Amange. I also wish to know this that Oane Langwenya is an artist that I met two years ago. I have been training her on the, on the music side and also sure. oratory. She'll be releasing her album this year. I'm looking forward to Look that. Look out for the name, <laughs> Anela Nguenya. Anela Nguenya. It's a minute after 11 o'clock. This has been fantastic. Leander Maume has his final bulletin for the day.